Epilogue When I was in seventh grade, I lost my father suddenly. His passing was a dark time for me, as you can imagine, and for my family. To this day, I sometimes imagine what it would have been like to have seen my dad sitting there alongside my mom, celebrating the milestones and occasions over the years. To have benefited from the wisdom of his experience as I faced the choices and challenges of adolescence. To hear him say how proud he was of me and of my siblings. And to throw my arms around his shoulders and simply say, Thank you, Dad, for all that you have done for me. Even during this difficult moment of loss, I thank our good God for my mother, a woman of great strength, character, elegance, and above all, light. My mom worked extra hard to raise her four children without my father and to provide us with a secure home environment. She continued to work into her mid-70s and never took a sick day. She met every challenge, great and small, without complaint and with her incredible sense of humor, dignity, and grace. She laughed easily, and when she smiled, her eyes reflected that divine life that glows within each of us. Even when I think about her eyes today, they inspire me in everything I do. My mother had a deep and abiding faith, one that got us through every storm, including my father's untimely death. It was terribly important for her to teach us the importance of faith and the obligation that we have to put our faith into action, particularly by serving others. In addition to her inner strengths, my mother also had a lot of help. As resilient and courageous as she was, I shudder to envision what our lives might be like right now had our extended family and neighbors not stepped up and lent a hand whenever and however they were able. In much the same way, this is what you do for the young people in our care through your faithful support. You step up and you help my coworkers and I shine light into the darkest places of the earth. Our young people's lives are full of dark times and traumas, abuse, neglect, rejection, grief. Even in several cases that leap to my mind immediately, abandonment. Without you to reflect God's light into these many children's lives, the darkness would take over. Sadly, it does take over for so many children who will never find their way to Mercy Home. These are the children seemingly lost to the streets, the ones who fill our evening news with tragedy, the ones who know only the language of pain in their lives. It is understandable to feel overwhelmed by the enormity of the problems facing so many young people in this country. However, if there is one thing that I have learned from my many years of caring for wounded children like these, if there is one thing that you have taught me, it is that good multiplies. When each of us does any and every little bit that we can, we will save one life, and in the end, many lives. The ripple effect of our service to others goes even further. There is an African proverb painted on the east side of a preserved section of the Berlin Wall. It reads this, Many small people who in many small places do many small things that can alter the face of the world. 
I am so grateful to the countless men and women who have been instruments of God's light and God's mercy since we opened our doors in 1887. People from all walks of life and from every corner of our country, and even a few other countries, give of themselves to our children in innumerable ways. Their collected acts of kindness and compassion continue to alter the face of the world for good. The young people who have been given new life through your kindness have gone on to make a difference in so many diverse ways, including serving as police officers, firefighters, nurses, psychologists, business owners, social workers, and more. Beyond their vocations, they are also creating healthy families, founding or supporting charities, mentoring youth, or leading positive change right in their own neighborhoods. My co-workers are the best anyone could ask for, and yet without you, they would not be able to spread as much light into our world. With your help and that of so many before you, they have been able to grow this mission and improve the care that we provide to struggling children and families. They've been able to innovate in the ways that they provide healing for traumatized children, education for those who are failing in the classroom, and career preparation for young people who have grown up surrounded by joblessness and by poverty. While Mercy Home is a beacon, it is not an island. The impact my coworkers have would also be limited if it were not for the many partnerships that we enjoy with other youth care and social service agencies, as well as civic and business leaders. The crises facing our children are many and vast. We can only care for so many boys and girls within our walls today. That's why we look ahead to a very near future of physical expansion, providing more beds for young people in need, and to knowledge expansion, sharing what we've learned in the course of our evolution with other professionals and agencies that provide care for similar youth populations throughout the country. Our blueprint for the years to come involves generating the best results data from our work that will help us inform a nationwide conversation on the challenges facing our young people. We will invite ever more individuals and entities to join us in that conversation so that together we can solve these challenges once and for all. And we will advocate on such issues as abuse, education, human trafficking, and mental illness that impact the families of our children. We envision a day soon where social service professionals can come to Mercy Home from across the United States and exchange insights to improve the quality of care for ever more young people. We will also increase our investment to support a particularly vulnerable population, those 18 to 24 years old, who often fall through the cracks of other social services. We have learned that we can make an even more dramatic difference in the long-term prospects of young people in this age group than in any other. As grateful as I am looking back on my ministry at Mercy Home, I am even more inspired as I anticipate our future. As the Swedish diplomat Dag Hammarskjöld said, For all that has been, thanks. For all that will be, yes. 
The stories in this book illustrate the ways that God illuminates the beauty within all lives by working through people like you. They testify to the incredible resilience of human beings in the face of tremendous hardship. And they give us hope that together, together, we can provide all children with the one thing they need most, a home.